Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Inez. Uh, we're joining you on uh, Friday, October 13th, uh, so one day later than usual. I had a dentist appointment yesterday. You know, dentists are very conservative. You know, you, you know that. You know that, Inez? They're like very – like my what, on, on the chart? Like- on the chart of uh, professions and where they I don't they even go. remember. I don't even remember if I've seen that, but I just from my experience, like my dentist is some Asian like guy talking about how Biden is out of it. He's like, you know, he had all these like Republican talking points the other day, and the economy is terrible, and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, dentists are very practical people. You know, I think it's like the kind of career where you're just. Uh, uh, where you're just sort of, um, you know, you're not doing, you're sort of like a mechanic for the human body, right? You're just fixing stuff. You're not doing like creative work, like, and, but you can earn a good living, right? So I just think that does that, I think that just draws conservative people. Is that your experience? Have your dentist been right wing? <laughs> um, I, I don't know, but uh, I do remember that at one point there was a disaggregation of different medical specialties by and, and I think surgeons were the most conservative. Yeah, with their hands. It's similar. Right, yeah. Um, so kind of what you're saying, like, uh, whereas, of course, public health was the most uh, left-wing. And then the and administrative health administration, very left-wing, but surgeons, right-wing. I, I mean, yeah. I, to the extent I agree with you, it's probably about um, a certain amount of, of uh, discipline and dedication to be able to get to a very specific skill uh, that isn't very abstracted at a certain level. It's very concrete. Um, yeah. And, uh, it, but it takes, of course, takes, you know, enormous, enormous intelligence and skill, but also, as you say, it takes a, a physical skill. Like your hands have to be steady and precise, uh, which is not something I ever was able to achieve. So would never want to be operated on by me. Yeah. Me neither. No, I can't, I can't do hand stuff. Uh, also urologists. I remember this thing. It was like, like psychologists. I remember psychologists were very left wing. Of course, left. This is so predictable. Why is it so predictable? Right? Like you could, if you uh, give, I feel like we could guess, and we'd probably get ninety yeah. percent right by pure yeah. guessing. But the ur- urologist thing is interesting, right? So they like, are there women urologists? I doubt it. I doubt it. Are yeah, there male female- gynecologists? I know, I know there is that. And I sort of wonder if that's still possible with me too. Like they're all getting sued. We're like, you know, he touched me, you know, it's like, yeah. I, you know, on, on this topic, um, the, I always feel bad for the guys on media hits who fix the microphones on people. Right. Mm-hmm. I always make jokes with them because I think their, their, their jobs have gotten so much harder since me too. Cause often, I don't know if, if you've never done like a TV hit, if, if you're listening, um, they attach like a microphone, um, to your collar, but in order to do yeah. that, they have to run That's it actually- under your clothing. And so it, you know, gets a little handsy. Uh, and I just, yeah. I feel like their jobs have gotten infinitely harder since 2017. Yeah. So I, I tried to make some jokes like that with the guys in leftist newsrooms and they, they always are like too terrified to joke about uh-huh. it. That or they're too ideological. I don't know. They're always like, Oh no. Like, I think it's, it's wonderful that women, <laughs> women they always get super serious want. about it. Cause I'm like, Hey, your job has gotten harder since me too. Huh? Um, anyway, <laughs> And what a concern! Well, were you going to contrast with uh, conservative newsrooms? Is it different? No, I mean they they just laugh at the jokes when I make the jokes. Yeah. Like the guy usually laughs when I'm like, "Oh, hey, you know, I bet your job has gotten a little dicey yeah. in recent years." Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, the yeah the OB, yeah I, I do think that to be like if you were a pervert, like OBGYN would actually be a good like job. Like some of the stories are actually like they come across as like these guys are like taking advantage of. Uh, women. Um, but at the same time, you can imagine, 
you can imagine like, uh, you know, you could imagine sort of false accusations or misunderstandings. It just must be a very, very difficult job. And someone told me on Twitter, I was like, are there, are we going to have and have male OBGYNs? And they actually showed me the data that like now it's more women going into the field than men. Uh, and so I think we're going to move away from that. I just think it's just too hard uh, in the modern world for sort of men to navigate this. The, the, mal, the malpractice insurance <laughs> must be, <laughs> must be Hey, I, I apply the same heuristic for any medical professionals I uh, consult, which is that I only take their opinion seriously if they have white hair coming out of their ears. <laughs> I want them old. So no, no <laughs> I women. want them uh, a handful of ethnicities Ooh. that I know are, are discriminated against in, in law schools, like uh, um, Asians and, and Jews and like, you know, white people from Appalachia. Cause I know like they made it through the gauntlet, you know, and then there's some other, I'm, I'm, I'm ecumenical actually. So Iranian doctor is quite good. Uh, uh, um, Nigerian doctors often very, very good. Right. Like, but I, I'm very like specific with my, eth- cause you know, I, I, I know that what I'm saying is horrifying to 90% of people, but no, with, you, with you medical advice, Nigerians, you, you're, you, medical you're advice, you, you know, it's, it's, it's not something where you can judge on multiple interactions with someone, right. It's sort of a, a one and done. And it's a very important one and done because they can do enormous harm to you. Um, and and so I want somebody who our current medical establishment has uh, really just just really like tried to make their life hard. But <laughs> well, that's not a that, that's not Nigerians though. You're very you're very uh, you're well, very well. A lot of them a lot of them coming. Book. Yeah, I, that that one I've learned from experience actually. Like as as in um, they they probably get the benefit of of affirmative action, but they they yeah. uh, really like when you go into their credentials and you look at their like. MCAT scores and stuff I'm like, okay. And, and mm. you're coming into a foreign country where, uh, you know, like it's, it's difficult to transfer your skills. Oftentimes these are people who have medical training in other countries and then come in through the United States. I know my own, my mom was a radiologist, uh, in Israel, um, for many years and like transferring her credentials to the United States turned out to be like a disaster and she just didn't do well, it in the United now States. Now that you, you know? mentioned now that you mentioned Israel, now, yeah, this is the perfect now, transition to <laughs> perfect. talk about. We planned, we planned it yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly like this. Uh, so I don't know. I've been on Twitter. You've been on Twitter. It's it's a lot of frantic energy. This does feel like the early days of the Ukraine uh, war. Uh, yeah, we're we're, we're going to get to sort of the whole like. There's been a whole questions issues about cancel culture, um, about uh, you know free speech that have really popped up um, from a sort of unusual direction. We could talk about that, but first, uh, you know, let's just start with like the substance uh, of it. Like, how do you feel? What do you think about what Israel is doing right now? I'll just say they they as we're reporting this, they just uh, uh, you know within the last uh, I don't know twelve hours or so uh, ordered what the evacuation of 1.1 million people from northern Gaza. Uh, and so Israel is, and there's uh, reports that a ground invasion is imminent. They're bombing, uh, you know, very aggressively. Um, and so that's where we are as we're recording. Um, what's your take on the whole situation? Um, my, my first instinct after the just immediate human horror of uh, the, the atrocities that were committed uh, by Hamas and Israel uh, was that this actually might be um, maybe we we can have a little more understanding for what it was like to be uh, an American frontier person uh, getting raided by the Comanche um, 
in, in, in that it, it's, it's very like, it's directly savage and, and cruel, um, and is correspondingly very, very difficult to respond to because it's, you're not talking about like two nation states, right? And there are many differences. And by the way, when I made this comparison on Twitter, I thought it was very revealing that immediately a bunch of people both on both sides of this jumped in and said, well, like, and then they started to point to the history of, of Jews in the Middle East and saying, no, 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 actually they're the natives. And it's like, who's the natives here was, was what they got from that comparison. Whereas I was trying to make the comparison about different levels of civilization, like regardless of who gets there first, um, that, that this is a very uh, different kind of conflict than two nation states trying to impose their wills upon each other. So we, what you can imagine a territorial dispute, even thinking about something like Russia and Ukraine, where you have two different nation states both trying to impose their will over an, and a territorial dispute between them. Um, and that does not mean that, for example, quote-unquote civilized nations don't commit atrocities. We know they can and do, and Russia specializes in such atrocities and has for a long time. Um, but but that, like, there there is this semblance of a type of rationality and an idea that that these two entities both have a will and a goal and they're going to each one is going to try to make the world over into what they will it to be and in that sense there's the possibility of the conflict coming to an end whether by you know one side simply suffering enough loss um that they can no longer impose their will or by just deciding the price is not what they want to pay right? Or, or whatever, there's this element of rationality and achieving an objective. Um, in, in the case of the current conflict, it's not clear to me that there's any objective other than slaughtering Israelis that is, is and it, that's not to say that there actually isn't, um, you know, we can imagine all kinds of objectives, all kinds of settlements, and many have been proposed for decades, uh, but it's pretty clear that at least Hamas, and we can talk about to what extent they represent uh, the people of Gaza, which I think is a more complicated question than many Westerners are willing to entertain. Um, but uh, we can talk about like all kinds of imagined ways to, to make these sort of make a, a nation state and, and have it exist alongside Israel as another nation state. But fundamentally, like that's not that's not the goal of the people who um, went into Israel, right? It's not the Hamas's goal. It's well, they have a goal. goal. Destroying Israel is a goal, right? They want Israel not to exist, right? Right, that's but a goal. usually, yeah, but usually, yes, it is. It, it, that's what I'm saying. Like the goal is actually just uh, a tribal one, which is for their their tribe to slaughter the other tribe. Um, yeah, or leave. And, I mean, I think they'd be happy if Israelis just left, right? But yeah, they don't. They I, don't I don't know. The, Hez, Hezbollah, Hezbollah, uh, for example, and it's it's uh, all kinds of its uh, official pronouncements uh, have said that they are very happy that the Jews have gathered in Israel because that saves them the trouble of going around the world and hunting down all the Jews in various corners of the world. But it, they're actually, it's a great blessing that the Jews have gathered uh, in in such an accessible place. So I'm not even sure that leaving. Would, would solve the problem. Um, in terms of what, what Israel will do in response or ought to do in response, um, again, there's this, this question of does a nation state tolerate uh, what, you know, this kind of entity alongside it 
it seems to me Israel has tried very hard to sort of wash their hands of Gaza. Um, and this is a massive security failure, by the way, uh, in terms of this high-tech fence and, and all of that, uh, and, and all of the supposed preparations of the, the advanced state of Israel. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is one of those questions where it's like, okay, you can, they, they can and will. They will go in, they will level buildings, uh, they will hit military targets. Civilians will die because both because of the nature of uh, war in in very heavily populated urban environments, but also because Hamas intentionally uh, places their uh, their military assets alongside and under civilian assets and urges their people not to follow Israeli evacuation orders. Um, and when Israelis usually do. Uh, give advance notice in all kinds of ways, whether through individual phone calls or leaflets or announcements, TV, radio broadcasts, everything. Um, now there, for example, uh, I saw you noted on your Twitter, I think the, the right construction on this, I think they are trying to put pressure on Egypt to open their side of the Gaza border by, by uh, instructing civilians to evacuate towards, towards Egypt. Um, there, Israel will decapitate uh, to use one of the, the, Twitter controversies. Israel will t- probably do everything it can to decapitate the leadership of Hamas uh, to to kill or capture everybody involved in this attack and to disable their ability to launch a similar attack. What what it requires to get that done, um, we'll see if if either Israel or the world has the stomach for. Yeah, I think they are moving quickly. And I think they understand sort of what needs to be done. I think, you know, I wrote uh, a piece, um, the, uh, uh, the, you know, the ethical case for a siege of Gaza, at least I think that's what I called it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that like, you know, I always thought the U.S. response to 9-11 was insane. And I still think that. <clears throat> um, I think that this, though, I don't think terrorism ever really existentially threatened the United States in any way. Uh, I think with Israel, the calculation is completely different. I mean, I think we learned something about the intentions of Hamas. I mean, we knew a lot about the, we already knew about the intentions of Hamas, but we learned more about its capabilities. The fact that they can do this. You have reached the end of the free recording for this episode of Clown Car. To listen to the rest of the episode, please consider becoming a paid subscriber.